Hi everyone, it's Bill Black, the Exit Coach from the Exit Coach Radio Show. You know, one of the biggest questions I get on the show is what exactly goes into a business exit plan and when should I start creating mine? Well, I always tell people that the best time to start was five years ago, but the next best time is now because you never know when you might need it. So we put together a free report that describes what an exit plan is and what you should know. You can get it free by texting EXIT PLAN with no spaces to 44222. That's EXIT PLAN to 44222. Again, text EXIT PLAN to 44222. Welcome to the Exit Coach Radio Show, the show for baby boomer business owners who are looking for cutting-edge information as they plan their 3- to 10-year business succession and exit. Every week, we interview top professional advisors for their best tips, strategies, and precautions so you can be well-planned. And don't miss our one-minute Exit Coach tip of the day on ExitCoachRadio.com. And now, here's your host, the Exit Coach, Bill Black. My next guest is uh, Christy Sertwell, and Christy's joining us from Sertwell Investments in Los Alamitos, California. And um, have you ever thought, you know, I really should uh, clean up around here. I really should uh, uh, take care of uh, this clutter and get rid of some of these things. Are you know, maybe maybe you have a, uh, a hoarding gene in you. Maybe you have a hoarding disorder, or maybe you know someone else that does. And uh, that's what we're going to talk about today. What is hoarding? Why do people hoard? Uh, what do people hoard? And, and what are some of the options for people who hoard to get help? And uh, so uh, it's an interesting topic. It's not one we talk about a lot here, but of course, uh, we want to have a well-rounded group of topics and subjects for you to listen to. So Christy, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me, Bill. My pleasure, Christy. I've seen pictures of you in the middle of what can only be described as a, uh, an incredible mess <laughs> and, and, and looking at it and saying, well, this is where it starts. This is, this is where it has gotten to, and this is where uh, you come in to help start. And you do this for, for a variety of reasons, but tell us a little bit about you and your background and how you got into this, this area of work, and then we'll get into the, the what and the why. Oh, sure. Uh, well, <clears throat> I've always had an interest in real estate, But I just wasn't really sure what I wanted to do uh, with it. And so I, I, you know, took a few courses to try and figure it out. And I'm originally from Toronto, Canada. And so I realized that uh, there was more of a niche of what I wanted to do in the Los Angeles area. So I moved 12 years ago and realized I, I had an ability to work with people who hoard and I guess one of my earliest experiences was walking into a home where there was just a, a ton of clutter, and the the other person I was walking in with uh, said to the woman, "Oh, don't worry, we'll get rid of all your junk for you." Well, he just called someone's treasures junk, and so that that did not turn into a good opportunity for us. But so I realized, you know. People who have the hoarding disorder are still people. They still want to be treated uh, fairly and with compassion, and, and I have a skill for that. So that's that's where I'm able to come in and help them. Yeah, and it's, it, you're right. It, stuff stuff accumulates. We all know that. I mean, you can drive around some of the older neighborhoods <laughs> on, a, on a weekend with their garages open, and there's no way a car's getting in there, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? It, uh, uh, it's it stuff just accumulates. I think George Carlin did some great bits on that um, uh, years ago. But um, 
uh, do people generally recognize that they're um, they're hoarding in that those kinds of situations? What's the, what typically do you think their outlook is? I think they do, and I think you know the TV show hoarders made it you know made it more aware to the general uh, population. And I think hoarding has always been out there. It's just more recognized now. And they say that actually 3 to 5% of the population has some type of hoarding disorder, believe it or not. So uh, there's, there's definitely more awareness for it now and actually more help out there for it. So it, it's interesting. And, and in, People just... And- in your in what you do um this is a, a way this is kind of just a, a a specialty or niche area in the real estate world if i understand it correctly right this is that's right because that's right. and i should be clear that i i actually uh usually get involved right at the very end when uh, a person who hoards has to move on with their life or maybe they've even passed away and I'm dealing with the heirs. So my business is actually buying those properties. It's not the cleanup business or anything like that. It's it's the actual purchase of the, the properties. So I buy them with everything still in it. Oh, I didn't realize that part of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Aha, Okay. Because obviously the amount of work, and, and I think a lot of our listeners can relate in this way, Christy, is a lot of our listeners uh, or most of our listeners are at an age where their parents are, are elderly. Maybe them, they themselves are elderly, but most of our listeners in the 50 to 70 age range. And so mm-hmm. they have parents and they see, boy, this is, you know, here's the problem. If mom or dad passes away, this is going to wreck my life if I have to come in here and clean this stuff up um, mm-hmm. so that the house can get back to ready for sale condition. Is that, mm-hmm. is, is that a big area of, what, of where you get involved? It, it is. And actually, um, it's, it, the children, the adult children of the people who hoard, uh, that's a whole other topic to get into, but they have mm-hmm. a lot of challenges to face. Usually they've grown up with it and moved on or maybe the elderly parent has just it's gotten worse over the years and and maybe the the mm-hmm. kids live out of state and they're not fully aware of of yes. the the extent that it's gotten to and so when that parent has to go into an assisted living home or you yes. know, maybe they've they've passed on those those adult children show up and they're like oh my goodness what what's going on here and so it's such an overwhelming task for them to think about trying to sell that house the traditional way. That's right. when I get involved, and they call me. Yeah. And I, w- I would venture to guess that uh, many, many people uh, wish they knew about your service before they they got out the dumpster and started, you know, digging into all of the mess because. Uh, you know, it may be, and you hit on it. It may be that the parent hasn't passed, but they're they have a financial need to raise some money so that they can pay for care elsewhere, and the parent's mm-hmm. not going to be in the house, and and the house needs to be monetized. It needs to be mm-hmm. it needs to be sold, and the adult child um, just does not have the time in their life to, or, or maybe the stomach for it, if you will, 
uh, or the uh, you know the the head or the heart for it to go in and start dealing with the the mess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. And actually, um, it's dangerous um, when you go inside yeah. of a fully hoarded property. Um, you you really don't know the dangers that that you're walking into. Um, for example, I've I've been in homes where the pathways are so narrow that any given moment you could have boxes tumbling over on top of you. It, it was that uh-huh. severe. Um, in other cases, there's uh, a lot of um, rats and and mice and spiders uh. and the other little critters. <laughs> I won't get into into too much of the detail on that, but um, and then other times it's just not safe to actually walk around the home. You know, there's such deferred maintenance with the home. You could be stepping into mm-hmm. holes in the floor because it's rotted over time. So and th- this is this is a job for the professionals, not for a family member trying to get in there and, and sort through things. So, so okay, so uh, if you're in that situation, listeners, so... Uh, Tell us, Christy. So, what happens there? You, they, they say, look, before I do anything, I'm calling Christy Sertwell, and I'm going to ask her, you know, what she recommends, and uh, tell us a couple, you know, situations and and their outcomes, so so we can get a clear picture. Sure. Well, one uh, recent situation was um, a home I bought in Bellflower. So, and I'm in the Southern California area, by the way. Um, and I was actually meeting with uh, a brother, and he was probably in his 60s, and it was his sister's property. But he lived far away, and he didn't realize, you know, the extent that the home had, had fallen into. And his sister had fallen, and she had to go into, you know, an assisted living home. And honestly, sometimes this is the best situation for them because when they when they do that then they have safe a safe place to to live a clean place to live three meals a day yes. um mm-hmm. and but they need the the money from that home in order yes. to pay for their place to their new place to live so when i met with that brother um what he wanted out of the house was there was a few personal items like he knew there was a will and a trust so that's something that um you know I can help find with my team of professionals um but other than that um I would say about 80% of the time I'm dealing with uh squalor situations so just complete yeah. garbage uh, hoarding so yes. there's there's not much that you know that's salvageable so that that's an example of the perfect situation where he called me, I showed up and I met him at the property and I said, okay, this is the way it works. You you want to sell the home, I can literally close it in 10 days. I don't need any inspections. I can look at it from the outside and peek through the windows if need be if I can't get inside um, and write an offer and there's no cleaning required. There's no repairs required. There's no termite required. It's it's as easy as opening escrow the You're traditional way. It. You're done. You're and, done. Yeah. And I wire the money in. And as soon as we get a, a clean title report, we close. It's that easy for the seller. So obviously that that was attractive to them versus the alternative, which is try to find a realtor mm-hmm. to list it 
clean it all up, do all the repairs that a normal buyer would require, um, do a long escrow, that wasn't attractive to him. So, And actually, they, they usually end up netting about the same because they would have to put right. literally six figures, over $100,000 just to fix these properties up. And they, they don't have the money to do that anyway, but I'm still able to to give them a fair price so that they can walk away with a good chunk of money to use towards, you know, the, the next step of their life. And their time and emotions and dignity intact as well, because, you know, again, we don't know the circumstances of the individuals who are t- taking over that situation, but it, it may be, uh, it may be something that they're not good at, they don't like to do, and they certainly don't want to get involved in a bunch of, uh, again, like you said, squalor and things like that. Mm-hmm. So, um, Christy, when you come in and do that, is your, uh, just to be clear, your intention is to then um, get it back into uh, sellable order and, and sell it? Is that, is, that, is that where your profit comes from? Is that your, your uh, business yes. intention? Yeah. Okay. Well, that's I mean, it exactly. Yeah, it, and just a, to elaborate yeah. on your earlier point, um, the confidentiality thing is super important because this whole process for for the homeowner and for the siblings and for the heirs is so emotional. I mean, when I told you I I bought a house in Bellflower, I would never disclose the address. So yes. that's yes. super important and and critical um, for the family. You are uh, a a saint and a lifesaver for so many people who would do this. I would imagine you get some some very uh, teary hugs and thank yous when you've when you've um, taken on this this difficult situation for a, a lot of your clients. I have gotten tears, and it's it's interesting because when you really try and put yourself in the shoes of what all these people are going through. Um, you you realize they just wanted to be they want to be treated fairly they don't want to be judged they just want a person that they can trust to give them a fair offer and obviously I make a small profit when I when I fix up the home and resell it but well and they know that and I yeah. I tell them that and they are okay with that because obviously they know I'm the one taking the risk with with all the remodeling and and the repairs so it it really is a win win. For everybody. Well, and as you mentioned up front, uh, this is this is something that's treated in this case with dignity, which is all that they, you know, th- this is someone's um, sister, mother, you know, father. Uh, it's somebody's uh, loved relative that they don't want them to be thought of as, you know, what, what, what a, you know, they don't want to hear comments like what a, what a sty or anything like that. This is this is a situation where. People uh, want a professional, dignified outcome, and the process to get there, this saves so much time and effort and, um, and as we said, emotion in this process. I really commend you for this. Um, and how, uh, how often do you get calls on situations like this? Usually the calls I receive uh, come through referral. So usually through estate planning attorneys or other business type attorneys uh-huh. or um, people who do sort of uh, a clean out service or um, realtors actually call me because uh-huh. 
they're not sure what to do in the situation where they know they can bring me in as a buyer and I know what to do with that. So those are all the ways that I I end up, you know, getting involved with these situations. It's all by referral. All by referral. Let me ask you a question mm-hmm. because I'm sure our listeners might be thinking this. Let's say we know that, uh, you know, Aunt Jane here is uh, is a hoarder, but we know within that house there are some there may be some valuable artifacts that were passed down. We just there's no way we're going to find them. Like you mentioned, finding important documents and things like that. Do people ever say, "Hey, if you find this, can I have that?" Or is part of the deal that no, you know what, you just walk away. Whatever's in there um, is is my problem. You know, I'm thinking like uh, that show, Storage Wars. <laughs> you know yes. that show where <laughs> yes. well, I'm buying the storage. Hey, there might be something in that box in the back there. Uh, if there is, it, it, you know, that's a that's a very different uh, situation, obviously. But d- do you have those types of arrangements ever? Or are there um, are there one-offs like that? Yes. Uh, so both. Um, sometimes people just don't want anything to do with anything anymore. They just want to hand over the keys and be done. And in other situations, um, if I'm dealing with, um, for example, I I bought a house in Irvine and the nephew was the gentleman I was dealing with and he was in um probably in his 50s or so and he knew that his uncle uh was a gun collector and so ah, this okay. was about Great a job. thousand square foot house and we ended up taking 40 guns out of that property so wow. and he was actually on site while the clean out was happening so as each gun came out some were loaded so it had to be done properly obviously yes but as we brought those out he was there to to take them so in that case um uh was that a a point of um compensation Uh, i mean you 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 went in and did the work to find them or like for instance I've, i've had people that said my mom passed away and she was a hoarder and and, and as we're cleaning out the mess, we found that, you know, she she was a child of the Depression, and she had stashed cash into a bunch of books. She'd stash a hundred here and a fifty there, and mm-hmm. and we found like ten thousand dollars in cash in in her mm-hmm. in her library. You know, people are funny yeah, that way, and, right? And we just hand that right back to them. So so as we and and by the way, the the cleanout happens very quickly. It's usually two to three days max. Oh, so it's I see. very quick. There's about eight people doing it, so it's uh, it's fairly overwhelming for the family member. But if they're able to just make quick decisions, like if someone brings something out they think might be of value, then that that person can say um, nope, don't want it, or yes, put it here. And so it's it has to happen very quickly. But cash is a, an obvious one of value. So as that comes yes. out, then that's handed directly to the to the family member. Yeah, yeah. I'm just just curious because uh, you know there, there's um, I would imagine there's there's situations where um, you're thinking, hey, if I find an old um, urn that somebody got at a garage sale that's worth fifty thousand bucks, you know that's that's part of the assets of the house, and you walked away from that. So that, I'm just wondering how that works out. But I, I'm um, I'm sure that 
um, our listeners would be wondering about that as well. But it's it's in your best interest for from a profitability and a business person standpoint also to get it done as quickly as possible. So you don't want people mm-hmm. slowing down your cleanout process um, by by going through everything with a fine tooth comb. If they were going to do that, they should have done that on their own. Is that that's is that right? Fair to and, say? and the thing is. Yeah. Generally, there, there's not really much of value that, that you and I yeah. would consider of value. Um, right. So it's, it's literally uh, what you and I would throw in the trash can is what right. is the, the, at least 80% of the cases that I come across, that is what is being hoarded, literally garbage. So unless yeah. a family member knows that there could be like a will or a trust in there, generally there's there's you know, these situations are fewer and far between because there wouldn't be anything in there, you know, of value to to spend the time to to be there right. on the Every, clean out day. Yeah. Everybody hopes they're gonna find the treasure map. <laughs> right. <laughs> it wasn't it was just the back of a cereal box, oh darn. Uh, and well, and, and by the way, I've never yeah. actually cleaned anything. Well, been there during the clean out. My my team does that part and you know, found that fifty thousand dollar, you know piece of art or anything there's never been anything like that so i think if there was at that point i i would i would turn it back over to the the owner but that's that's never been the case so right so so for 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 people thinking oh yeah i see what they're doing they're they're trying to claim family heirlooms it's it's not about that it's it's really about if you've ever been into a house or situation or just simply looked at at christie's uh, facebook postings you'll see what it's about it's about um taking a a very very disastrous kind of a situation that again could could cause a lot of um time and headache and um and emotional distress and turning it into a very a successful outcome for everybody and moving on with your lives quickly. And, and that's I, a great I really summary. Think, yes, I, I think it's a tremendous service for for people in that situation. And more and more of us are seeing our parents age and get to a point where maybe maybe they're not full on. You know, they're not TV show hoard, hoarder TV show ready, but there's a lot of stuff, and it's it's got to be dealt with. And we just don't have time. And you know, and in some cases, like you say, we need to raise money for their care elsewhere, where they literally mm-hmm. are in a better place. And so, yes. um, it's a very important thing to know about. And I hope that any realtor that might be listening um, writes down your information as we give it to them, and and says, "Hey, this is the situation for for someone like Christy." Now, are a lot of are you hearing uh, more about people? Um, getting engaged in this in other areas or uh, is this is this innovative enough that you're you're unique out there at this point i feel i'm pretty unique out there at this point um because i think it takes a special personality uh to mm-hmm. to you know handle these situations correctly and if you don't you just aren't successful doing it so i i definitely mm-hmm. Obviously, I buy other properties too that aren't hoarded, but this is definitely yeah. my specialty. And and you know, when people think of a hoarding situation, they think of me. I don't know if that's a good thing or not, but <laughs> that's uh, that's how, sort of how I branded myself out there. So, well, again, um, it's it's not. Um, 
it, it's not something that most people would want to do, but thank goodness that you're there and available to help people through this situation, Christy. And, and uh, you have a website that is www.hoarderhomes.com, correct? Yes, that's correct. Hoarderhomes.com. So, and there's a ton of information there. on there. There's different mm-hmm. types of um, hoarding. Uh, there's uh, just a ton of information to be educated on the topic more if, if people just want to go to it and, and and read through it. So. Well, I really appreciate you and uh, and what you do and for coming on here, and I hope that um, we can help spread the word a bit uh, about what you do. And again, if you're listening to this and you know someone in this situation, take a moment and and share this uh, the link. Uh, share this information with them. Uh, I think it's very worthwhile for them to find out about it and learn about Christy and her services. Christy, uh, thank you once again for for coming on and enlightening our listeners. I really appreciate it, and uh, I hope you'll come on again and, and you know keep us posted on some of the projects that you're seeing and and some more tips for our listeners. I would love to, Bill. Thank you so much for having me today. Thank you for listening to Exit Coach Radio.